In the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to talk to kids who are not the same age about sensitive stuff. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respect themselves and the people around them. And I'd like to read the question um, that I got for this episode so you can hear where this parent is coming from. Have you ever spoken about talking to siblings who are close in age together? Is this recommended or not? Ironically, my younger one will answer, ask more questions for clarification purposes. So it would be great if she was here, but I'm not just quite sure. My seven, my kids are seven, five and a half, four and two. And this question came into my DMs um, on Instagram. So the answer to this question is coming from the growth pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. And the growth pillar shows you how to talk about every single sensitive topic in an age-appropriate way. I go into lots of different details inside um, the Evolve School where I teach the whole method, but we don't have time to do that here, so I'm going to give you my favorite points instead. What you may do if you have this question is remember the feelings you had when an adult started a conversation with you about something sensitive, if they did at all, in fact, because so many parents that I work with um, were just given a book or told that you know you can ask me anything you know that right um, and you probably want your kid to have a different experience to that growing up um, and you probably might be researching around for the right way to start a conversation because you want to make sure you do it exactly right right you might be asking other parents uh, what they're doing and perhaps um, a lot of people report this actually, that there is a huge variety of opinions from other parents on this topic. You may be focused on making sure your kid isn't afraid or worried by the information you want to tell them. It's another reaction to this situation too. Um, because most of us weren't brought up seeing examples of conversations like this in families and so we are searching for the right rules about how to do this part of parenting now that we're parents ourselves and if you're like me you're thinking that um, making mistakes about sensitive conversations could be even worse than other parenting mistakes you might make so you might be feeling uber cautious about starting conversations or answering questions particularly when there are kids of different ages all in the same place. So what I've learned when parents and other caring adults are reacting, like I just described, when they've got kids of different ages, it's a sign that they're parenting like a tongue-tied parent. Now, a tongue-tied parent usually feels excessively cautious and worried about getting things wrong. And maybe therefore not creating opportunities to show kids that conversations about sensitive stuff are welcome in the family. Um, a tongue-tied parent might feel unsure of themselves or confused about all the different options um, related to sensitive subjects. And all the while, while this is happening, they remain highly motivated to um, give their kids a different experience growing up. And this may be you. 
So there's two sides to this, confused, cautious, maybe a bit worried, and at the same time, highly motivated. And I understand why you would feel like that, because the news and our own personal experience will be constantly showing us what happens if our growing kids go out into the world without the skills to take care of themselves, particularly when it comes to their sexual self and their ability to create healthy and happy relationships. So in this episode, I'm going to show you how to talk to siblings of different ages about sensitive stuff at the same time, right? So you can go from feeling like a tongue-tied parent to having the skills to build an evolved communicating family all about sensitive stuff. Step number one, a seven-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old are in the same age category that the growth pillar of the evolved family method uses. So let me lay this out for you. Inside the growth pillar, we have nine different topics, nine topic sort of sections that cover everything that's sensitive. And those topics are broken down into five age categories. The first one is zero to four, second one is five to eight, nine to 12, 13 to 15, and 16 plus. So you'll see that five and a half and seven are in the same category. So our sensitive conversation at home can mirror the same method that schools teach um, subjects with too. So think about this for a minute. Um, in the Irish school system, that's the one I know, um, at all the different age levels, children learn maths skills from the moment they come into junior infants or their, their first year of primary school, um, all the way up through to sixth class. They learn adding, subtracting, and slowly increase the complexity on it and um, the amount of it over time. And in the same way, you can use that layering strategy, which is essentially what it is. We're building the groundwork of maths and slowly working up in complexity. Um, so we build the groundwork of conversations about sensitive things and slowly increasing complexity, um, complexity of topics. Here's an everyday example of layering that's got nothing to do with conversations about sensitive stuff, right? When we have small kids, particularly here in Ireland, because the weather can actually be rainy and quite windy, um, part of leaving the house would be putting on coats. Now, my kids are all two years apart. So when they were smaller and we'd be trying to get out of the house, we'd be all at the front door. In fact, I'm picturing it just now, the chaos of it. It still makes my heart go, oh, that was so hard to get out of the house. Anyway, um, it would take us ages. So putting on the coat, my youngest kid would need lots of practical physical help. The middle child would need verbal prompts and reminders and encouragement. And then the older child would be able to do it on their own. Right. So that's an example of layering. The coat is the topic. But each child, depending on their age, got different support, whether that was words or physical help or um, needing more time to do something. So inside sensitive conversations, the topic remains the same no matter how old our kid is, right? For every single age kid, we are either creating a foundation for that topic or talking to them in more detail about it. Um, but depending on what age they are will depend on the words we use, um, the detail we go into, 
um, how often we talk about it. Step number two, sometimes it's easier to start having a conversation about something sensitive with a younger child. And this is counterintuitive. Most adults I talk to that aren't part of the sitting in the car community will assume that they should be talking to older children first, but actually it's easier to start with their younger child. They have no preconceived ideas. They haven't picked up any embarrassment yet. Um, and they haven't gone through what I call the squick factor. The squick factor is a developmental stage that happens with children and generally around the age of seven, maybe a little bit older, where they get more embarrassed talking about bodies with adults, don't really want to talk about growing up anymore. Um, and it happens to almost all of us, right? And it happens to our kids because um, apart from that developmental squick factor that comes into play, they are also absorbing messages about um, bodies, sexuality and consent and maybe even about embarrassment around those topics too. So the squick factor is one reason why it's going to be easier to talk to younger kids. The second reason is that our kids will be constantly observing super secret messages from the world around them that shape their attitude about their body, their sexuality, uh, about consent, about all sensitive things. So for example, I remember many, many years ago wanting to have a conversation with one or two of my kids about the fact that you could see naked people on the internet, right? And the eldest child was not having a bar of that. They did not want to talk about that with me. Embarrassment and walked straight out of the room. But my younger kid, super interested. What's going on here? Uh, what are you telling me about? So it was really easy to have that conversation with them. I could hear the older child listening at the door of the room when I was talking to the younger sibling. And younger kids, they're just easier. It's simpler. It's easier to be open and natural with them um, because they are open, easy, and curious. They have this scientist mind completely switched on and they are at the stage in their life where they are just gathering information. And so, when I read this question about um, whether it's possible to have a conversation with a seven-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old together, in fact, it's not just possible. It can actually be easier and more preferable. Point number three, what do you do with other conversations that help your two kids that are close in age? Uh, for example, table manners. Do you take your seven-year-old away and talk about table manners on their own? Or do you have that conversation with everyone all at once? What about water safety? What about running beside the pool? Those conversations, do you have those conversations all at once? I would suggest you probably do. I certainly did. What about washing bodies in the bath? If your kids are bathing together, do you have a conversation about how to wash your body all together? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But what I notice is there are lots of other conversations that our child and children need to have with us on an ongoing basis that teach them about themselves and how to keep them safe um, that we do with all different ages of children altogether. So usually in situations like this, if our ki younger kid loses interest, that's absolutely okay. 
Maybe it means that our words are too complex and we need to talk to them about the content or the topic at a different time. And that's absolutely okay. We can revisit it later with simple words. So if you are able to have conversations um, with kids of different ages that are not related to sensitive stuff, then you can have conversations about sensitive stuff together too. So there you go. You've just learned how to talk to siblings that are close in age um, about something sensitive together. But this information doesn't do you much good if you don't have the skills to manage your feelings of embarrassment, awkwardness, hesitation around sensitive topics. And we talk a lot about that inside um, the courage pillar of the Evolved Family Method. So if you would like to learn the complete method that helps parents and other caring adults talk about growing kids about sensitive stuff in a way that builds even deeper connection in families as kids grow. Click the link somewhere around this video, leave your contact details, and I will um, be able to tell you when the next time the Evolve School opens. And that's it for this week's episode of Sitting in a Car, where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young people who respect themselves and the people around them. I will hopefully see you very soon and bye for now. Okay, it's a bit cold so I'm having to wear my Nana blanket and it's gorgeous and I love it. Maybe I'll put it up here. Oh, all the technical stuff. Okay, that looks okay. Hopefully that's fine. Oops, lost my train of thought. Um, that, oh, God damn it. Start again.